comes ahead on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. Foot race the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. The Stateside Soccer Show with Logan and Jordan. Hello and welcome to the Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Weekend and with me today is a man I'm very excited to see in the next G.I. Joe movie. It's Logan Stump. Hey man, just keep my name out your freaking mouth, all right? Like, I'm serious. My my name, your team, like my team, get, keep, your, keep them out of your mouth, all right? I'm going to reach out and slap you. It works too because Logan is balding. Uh, but <laughs> you're a jerk. You're a sensitive jerk. Uh, yeah. Well, if you don't know what that's about, you didn't watch the Oscars or haven't been online in the last 24 <laughs> hours, I guess. But that was all the rage after the U.S. game, by the way. Yeah, because that was like right after the game ended. Yeah, it right? was like, yeah, it was crazy. Like there, a lot of things have been happening really late at night lately. It's been wild, like waking up to weird news stories like this. It's like, what is happening in the world? Got Chris Rock yeah. and Will Smith beefing. It's crazy right. time. Um, yeah. So we're gonna be talking uh, the, the select MLS games that have happened this weekend, and of course, the U.S. men's national team qualifying games as they are on the brink of qualifying for Qatar twenty twenty two. Uh, it would take a failure to not qualify at this rate. Uh, they at least locked up fourth place for the intercon- uh, intercontinental playoff against, which is most likely going to be uh, New Zealand, as we've been talking about this whole time. But we've also got Friday, the draft for the Qatar World Cup, the World Cup uh, draw, not draft. I don't know why I said that. The World Cup draw is coming and uh, maybe on Friday we'll do a little quick 30 minute reaction uh, if the U.S. are able to lock it up on Wednesday and we'll see who we'd be playing against in the World Cup what group do you want A, B, C, D like what group are you looking for? I think it'd be fun to be group A just to smack Qatar Um, (laughs) that would be fun I think it'd be a lot of fun one, they actually because, played pretty good in that. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, they looked good. Um, and, I, and I thought it was fun. I thought it was, you know, it it could be fun to play the host. Um, and I think with, I mean, not get too heavy into it, but I think with kind of the things that they stand for and that country stands for and the, the stuff we kind of stand for, I think it'd be an interesting dynamic. And I like, I'm a poli sci major, so kind of like that build up of that kind of aspect to it, but also 
I don't know. I think it's just more fun to play the host, right? I think it'd be more fun to play in an atmosphere that was definitely hostile towards us. Um, and I think that it would be cool to uh, kind of see what they come up with because they always kind of do something pretty cool with the home fans. So, yeah, I think there'd be a lot of uh, interesting storylines with that one. So I'm going – I'm hoping for Group A, and I'm really hoping we don't get like a Group D, um, you know, group of death kind of thing where it's, you know, us and two of the European monsters that are – currently sitting out there or hey if north macedonia qualified jordan i think that'd be a lot of fun too just because uh, of what's going on with them and they could bounce portugal and italy all in the same swipe so what group are you looking forward to you you want do you want a hard group like is that is it would that be no i don't want a hard group or a very easy group but i want to be group d okay group of death (laughs) yeah no 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 no. group d D. like dandelion I figured I'd pick a just random group number. Yeah. It means nothing right now. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Group letter. I, I can't say anything right today. Um, okay. So uh, do we want to start with U.S. or are we going to start with the three MLS games? Just knock them out of the way. Let's just do MLS and then we'll talk U.S. men's national team. All right. Charlotte beats Cincinnati at Bank of America Stadium. Sviderski scoring in the 6th and 55th minute. As Charlotte get their second wind, wind, mm-hmm. wind. I, I seriously can't say anything right there. Uh, their second win, they had more shots on goal. They had less shots in total. 58% possession. I think the XG favored Cincy. Cincy. Mm-hmm. Actually, but Cincinnati uh, just cannot. Get out of their own way. Now they are up to ninth place. They did have those two back-to-back wins that keep them from the bottom. As so far, race for the bottom of the East is between Montreal and Miami. But uh, what what are your thoughts here on Charlotte? That they're actually Sverdersky has been the main mm-hmm. the main man. Like he wasn't originally there right away. He's come in two games in a row, I think, with a brace. Uh, luckily for the home fans, they were able to see this win as well. It was at home. Try to get this atmosphere and keep the fans engaged. I think it's really good for Charlotte. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, it's. it's I think it's cool to see a DP come in and, and come in um, on fire because I think that's pretty important for a fan base is getting behind these international Well, he's players not on that, the fire. He's on Charlotte. Right, exactly. Um, and, it, you know, I don't know. They, they do like to collect uh, that kind of – what is it? Pol- is he Polish? <laughs> um, I think they like the Polish strikers. So. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really do like when uh, a team comes in and they're able to find these DPs because I think that's a really hard thing to do for teams. Um, as Cincinnati, it, it seems like DPs are um, easy to hit the target on for teams that know what they're doing in this league. But for young teams, for teams that are just getting started, they want to go after the big shiny prospect you know maybe that guy has like 20 some goals in like china somewhere and then they bring him over here or wherever it might be in south america that they're bringing him over here and think okay well this is one of those young gun top uh, prospects that we can kind of look at but i am i'm really happy that he's coming and really i mean shouldered a lot of what's going on and leading this team to um newer heights and uh, so far jordan they look like they're not going to be our wooden spoon contenders so far so it, it looks like they're heading in the right direction i think they're building Kind of a nice little group with Ben Bender and um, Swiderski. But again, once you kind of get past those two, it is kind of a quick drop-off. I think there's going to be some times where 
they do struggle a bit um, just because I think they've got some talent, but not enough to kind of stick with the, the playoff teams in the East. So, but I, I'd be happy with this 44,000 show up to the Charlotte game um, at home. And so that's a, that's a pretty good sign of things. So I guess we'll see how that carries on. I know fans have been constantly tweeting at Charlotte saying that the ticket prices are a little ridiculous still, but so far so good. But uh, <laughs> Cincinnati, um, again, a lot of trouble for Cincy. Uh, and I don't, it, it just doesn't seem like it's going to go as well as they want it to this year. Um, maybe they don't get wooden spoon, but I just don't see this team being very competitive. Yeah, well, a good start for them uh, right now. Um, better than we had thought Yeah. so far. So far, they're not fooked. No. Not screwed. I don't have a I don't have a Michael Scott clip that doesn't say they're screwed. <laughs> we are fine. We are fine. <laughs> I need to find something like that. Um, uh, okay, let's go on to SKC versus RSL. As Sporting Kansas City get a late winner that they really need it through uh, Johnny Russell um, in the 81st minute. And uh, RSL, who had a really good start to the season, uh, Sporting Kansas City, though, really needed this one, Logan. Yeah, you, you couldn't come out of this one, especially at Children's Mercy, and, and lose to RSL, who looks like to, they're vying for a playoff spot again, once again this year, um, which we we thought, no. Um, we thought that it could be kind of a struggle for RSL, but it looks like Kansas City. I mean, that's a big win on the road against Kansas City in Kansas City. Um, and I thought RSL played pretty well looking back through the game. Um, I thought they had a chance to get into this and possibly win it. Um, but I guess it never really kind of came together for them and they couldn't get any goals. Um, they had a couple chances, uh, but Sporting Kansas City really did seem to have the upper hand in the second half, whenever you look at it. Uh, and then Johnny Russell gets a cleanup goal in the 80-something minutes. So it, it really, you know, in those last 10 minutes, RSL just kind of goes it gives up that goal and can't collect the point, which would have been big on the road, I think, in Sporting Kansas City. One that they'll probably look back at the, at the end of the year, maybe a, a one-point difference somewhere in the standings. Um, they kind of look back at that game and think maybe could have collected a point there. But, yeah, overall, uh, good performance from RSL still. Um, good defensively. And then Sporting trying to get up off the mat um, and looked a little bit better in this one. Yeah, um, that was uh, just, a, just a good result for Sporting Kansas City. That moves them all the way up to – where did my standings one go? There it is. Uh, up to eighth place. They're just outside a playoff spot after they were kind of lingering in – 13th or no 12th they were in 12th because nashville has four points so that helps them the bad thing is we only had three teams in the west play five games so far so we gotta hold on here because they could still end up a little lower due to um uh due to the fact that these other teams have um games in hand right now Okay, uh, let's see here. We had one last game, a game that Logan just said I can't <laughs> say their name. Uh, I got to keep that out of my I mouth. Guess. But it was right. Portland versus Orlando uh, at Providence Park. 
And uh, Van Rankin with a red card in the 76th minute after Orlando took the lead through Junior Urso. And then uh, a penalty kick in the 80th minute for Paredes for Portland, who's going to convert that, make it 1-1. So I'm sure as an Orlando fan, you would have wanted all three points after having the lead. But Portland's a tough place to go and get a point. And you come out with a win at L.A. Mm Mm-hmm and a point at Portland, and so far Orlando is going to sit fourth place, just two points behind the Union and first. That's a pretty good start after some good teams. Yeah, and I I thought, I mean, Orlando played well enough to win, and then I thought when the Van Rankin thing happened, I thought for sure Orlando would at least step on the gas a little bit more and kind of punish them. Um, They get the equalizer, and then it still felt like Orlando had the chances. Like at the end of the match, we had the ball – most of the time down on our end. And we had a couple chances to put ourselves ahead um, and just kind of squandered them a little bit. Um, and I honestly, I thought Orlando was going to come out of it with three points. And that would have been <laughs> quite a West Coast swing if you had taken three points at LA and three points at Providence. But four points on the road. I mean, it, a lot of Orlando fans are like, oh, we should have won that game. They were all up in arms on Twitter. But anytime you are presented with like, you know, like a Providence and then Dignity Park, or if you're talking about going to Lumen and then maybe the LAFC and the bank, it's like, if you're going to give me two of those teams, Jordan, I take four points every single time. Um, That's a huge result for us. And I think that's a really good two games on Western teams that like, I mean, everybody scheduled those Western clubs and the Western clubs seem to be, to be a little bit more difficult to beat, especially on the road. And we went in there, especially Providence and, and really showed that we could have won that game played well and now we have to come back home to play LAFC. So it you know, it's a tough stretch. If you can collect seven points out of nine points when you get those three, the gauntlet, um, I'd say that's a pretty successful uh bounce back after you drop some points against the Cincinnati team. Yeah, I mean I'm trying to find the stats for it right now. <clears throat> um but we were pretty even on goals on our shots on goal. Well, I meant for okay. So here you go, Union versus Timbers. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, for all matches, they haven't played each other that much. Philly and Portland, but at Providence Park, has been all Timbers. Uh, there was one draw that the Union got. It looks like it doesn't seem right though. Which one was to do, 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 do? We played them in 2020 before everything shut down, I thought, but it doesn't have it listed here. Was that somewhere else? I'm trying to figure out. Um, FB Ref has one, two, three, four. They have five games at Providence Park with uh, the Timbers winning four of those and a 1-1 draw is what FB Ref has. So it is a tough place to go get some points. And, I'm, you know, as Union are, you know, some of the top – is one of the top teams in the East right now. Mm -hmm. So looking at that, though the last time they've played them in Portland looks to have been – uh 2018 so kind of before they got really good though so i don't know how they would do now 
but it's a tough place to go get some points. I mean, uh, let's let's look at head-to-head versus um, Orlando uh, and Portland Timbers. I can check that while we're going. Um, but that's a pretty big, uh, pretty big deal to go there and get those type of points because it's just not. Um, Look, I mean, Orlando kind of disappointed a little bit last year, right? So Mm -hmm. the fact that they've been able to get get the points on the road like they just did there with a win against the Galaxy on the road, a draw, it kind of makes up for that home loss, wouldn't you say, to Cincy? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think going into that, I mean, seriously, you're looking at Portland and LA and I was thinking honestly like realistically it could be two points and that would be okay um I would never have thought we'd have grabbed in and grabbed four um especially just the way that I think we struggle to score at times I just didn't think playing the galaxy in their place would have gone very well um I thought maybe because the way Portland had played there hadn't been real good form um you could go in there and maybe grab a point but to grab four and then head home to play an LAFC team I mean seriously if you like you said if we if we grab one or three in the next game, I would say that that's a, that's a pretty tough stretch to grab five. So, but we should be getting seven. All right. What do you think? Uh, what do you think here? Timbers versus Orlando city. There's been four meetings at Providence park between the two. How many has Orlando won? They have not won. Yeah. They won in 2015. Did they really? Two nil. I think I saw that Uh, clip on, Fox, now that you say that. Then they lost in 2017 to Portland, and they drew in 2019 1-1, and then they just drew 1-1 this time. Those are their <laughs> tough. So they actually do pretty good in Providence Park, but uh, for other clubs, that can be a difficult difficult spot. Yeah, move us to the Cascadian region then. Like, I'm all for it. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, lost in the final, though. Oh, to, uh, yeah, yeah. That, in, in, yeah. In Florida, too. Yeah, Jeez, back. That yeah. was brutal. That's so fun. <laughs> that was one of the first Orlando City games Logan yeah. was watching. Was we had wild. just launched stoppage time at that point. We did, yeah. We talked a little bit about it on there. I was helping you cover the MLS's back. Yeah. yeah. I was randomly watching it and covered it with you. But That was nice. Uh, Portland are in ninth place, and like I mentioned, Orlando in fourth, though they have played five games. So we'll see how it shakes out from there, but they're two points up on Charlotte. Wow, so you were actually behind Charlotte. Oh, that was before. Yeah, you were behind Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's interesting. No, 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 never mind. Charlotte no, just got they, three yeah, points. They won they three we points. Got, you were yeah. behind Cincy, though. You were behind Cincy. Yeah, good team, Cincy. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's go ahead and talk some U.S. men's national team. But before we do, why don't we take a short break, and we'll be right back. All right, well, you know what that means when MLS season is, a, is starting, Logan. Do you know what that means? Yeah, um, Academy Awards. <laughs> no, the baseball season oh, sorry. is about to start here. We've <laughs> ramped up to spring training here. And uh, this is one place on the field you can hit something uh, with a bat, though, not with your open palm fist. And that is the baseball. So we have a baseball podcast as well called the Extra Innings Baseball Show. And you can find that 
on your favorite devices as well. Uh, produced by Log Jam Sports. Uh, but yes, uh, we have baseball coming up. And what preview did we just wrap up, Logan? We did the AL East and the NL East, Jordan. So, and and spoiler, we actually think that the World Series winner might be coming out of that show. So just kind of stay tuned for our predictions, I guess, for the uh, season predictions we're getting ready to do after the next two. So. That's the kind of stuff you would get if you listen to the show. Uh, but yes, uh, we're very excited to start our baseball coverage over on Extra Innings. But until then, uh, check it out, and we will be right back to the soccer talk. And we are back from our break, and we're going to talk U.S. men's national team. I think I had an original opening for the podcast related to this, but the the Chris Rock, Will Smith stuff just totally overshadowed <laughs> that, that I don't even remember what my opening that I was planning was. But uh, Logan, they are one game away. They just can't lose by six. I like... I, I still can't believe it, honestly. And um, one of my students, he's Scottish, and he he actually went to the game um, last night and was talking. And and he had given me a hard time about. And he's you know he's big into soccer. He loves watching the Scottish team. He loves he loves listening to the rhetoric in behind the like the United States not being very good. And like he's like, who are these players? Who do these Americans think they are? He's kind of in that mindset. He came back to me today and he said. I'm sorry for anything I've ever said about the U S men's national team. To be honest with you, I was impressed with like most of their team because that was a lot of fun to watch. He said, if that's the way they play, they're a scary team. He goes, I didn't even know who Tyler Adams was. I didn't even know how good Pulisic could be. They were like, Gio Reyna is massive in person. I didn't realize he was that big Jordan, um, but I guess he's huge. looks like a fortress. Um, but it, it was, it was really nice to hear that. Um, and, and I seriously, I, I'm sitting here and like you said, we're one game away. Um, and as long as we don't fall apart like a, a cheap chair, um, I think we're going to be fine. Like, I think it'll be easy to qualify. It'll be like, uh, you know, just going to sleep at night. And I, I think it'll be uh, it's just crazy. Like, I, I'm still shocked. Like, I, is that bad? Like we were sitting here telling how or saying how um, confident we were in this team to qualify. Um, and if I can remember correctly, you said 70% last week. Yeah. I think it was 70 for you. <laughs> yeah. I think Something I like went that. as low as 70, yeah. but like, I don't know. I was elated. I, I was like giddy laughing when they were scoring. <laughs> like it was one of those instances where it, it had that feeling again of like when the Cubs were on the doorstep of the world series, that's what it felt like. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we first had the Mexico versus uh, U.S. game, which a lot of debate, Logan, before the show, I mean, before the game. I don't know mm -hmm. if we really touched on it, but the debate yeah. of do you rest your players or not? And I kind of leaned more towards don't rest them because just go for it, right? Yeah. Like, while while that game doesn't mean as much, look – we were at home against Panama. We should beat Panama even with our backups in if we started the starters against Mexico. Mm -hmm. And that actually gave us the best chance because I think if we're starting our backups and, you know, I think one, it's putting the mentality of the team of 
We don't need to worry about this game. And yeah. I don't think that's the mentality this squad needed. This squad needed the mentality of every game matters. We're going to go out there and try to win because we need to qualify. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and so I thought Greg read that right. And uh, then we had this game, which you know worked out really well. And actually, the U.S. probably should have won against Mexico, though there were some Mexican chances that were – you know, I remember Aaron Long clearing one that mm-hmm. was close to going to goal. And now we have uh, this game, which finished 5-1, right? right. <laughs> if I remember the score right. right. Yeah. 5-1, and, you know, Pulisic with the penalty, uh, Ariola in the 23rd, Fiera in the 27th, Pulisic with another penalty, and then Pulisic with uh, the very sexy finish that he had <laughs> that I've watched uh, a lot today and yesterday. Uh, just just class uh, to finish his hat trick and his first hat trick yeah. uh, for the U.S. men's national team. Yeah, it, that, that finish was probably one of the best finishes I've seen. Like, it was, it was majorly impressive. Like, the fact that he could keep the ball under control in such a tight space and then get it around the defender who was also in that tight space, it was like, man, how did he do that? LeBron James' soccer is clearly what happened. Um, but, no, I mean, it, it was, it, like you said, during the Mexico game and then that debate, like, I think Greg got it right. I think Greg played this window correctly. I think that – and I and – I, to be honest with you, on Wednesday, you're going to see a full strength, pretty full strength squad, I would think. Like, I think he'd play a majority of these guys just because I think you still have to go out there and make sure you don't get beat six to nothing. <laughs> so it's like, I, I do, I think Pulisic might get some some rest. I think you might see Tyler Adams get some rest. Um, but I still think you might see a, a mixture of like a Kellen Acosta. I think you might see De La Torre again. I think you'll see maybe some Musa. Like, I, I still think you're going to see some remnants of this team that played before um, in the Panama and Mexico game. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if you saw Timmy Weah play just because he didn't get to play yesterday. Um, maybe some Yedlin as well. So I, I think you are. You're going to get to see some of the, the lineups and the remnants of those lineups. Um, but again, that it, all, all it is now is about going out there and not getting hurt um, and, and playing at least a competitive game. And I think you can do that with some of the guys that they have that we're certainly that we're currently sitting on the bench or were sitting on the bench and you can kind of poke those in. And it's kind of what we saw at the end of the game last night. Yeah. I mean, that was, uh, look, I, I think I don't want to skip ahead to Costa Rica yet, but I, I do think that, um, you're, you're probably going to have a few of these players, uh, take part in it. I, what we've read since then is that Costa Rica has, uh, nine yeah. players. Yeah. That if they got a yellow, could miss the playoff game. There's no way they're going to want to risk that because they need right. to score six or seven to move on to third place. So I think for them, it's going to look. They're going to get the fourth place. Costa Rica is probably going to beat New Zealand and get mm-hmm. into the playoff. Uh, get into the World Cup. I mean, they are a strong squad. The fact that they were not so high earlier this year, mm-hmm. and I think it was since like the December window uh, that they really turned it around. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, and have uh, just really a phenomenal job to be able to get to where they are now. And, um, you know, Panama, who was like the surprise team, right, mm-hmm. is now officially out of it, um, which is which is crazy. And uh, But it's exactly what you need it for the U.S. is to get this early penalty and then really start putting the pressure on because once it was 4 nothing, Panama's frustrated. There's no way that they were going to get back into this 
And I think they knew it themselves and that they were uh, running out of time. Yeah. It's gotta be hard as a fan base. And um, you know, we, we've talked about not qualifying last time, right? We talked about how difficult it is to sit out and not watch your team play in the world cup. And it, it is, it sucks. It really sucks. Like I can remember, I just didn't have as much interest. It wasn't as fun. Like it, it's fun. It's a fun competition. Probably one of the best competitions of the world. Um, it felt different. It felt yeah. like watching the Euros. It like did. it really yeah. felt different. You're like, I don't have a team, whatever. Yeah. And and like honestly, when I start rooting for the US, I start to watch other games because I know the US is in it. And I'm still I start to get rooting interest for other countries uh, if the US doesn't make it. So I'm like, I'm more involved with the actual games itself when the US is involved. And um to not have our team in that summer. And it was brutal because I had summer off. Like I was traveling, but I still had summer off. I could have watched a lot of those games, but again, I didn't get to see as many And the U S wasn't there. So, and it was always sad to kind of, cause I, I, I understood cause you'd explain it to me like why they weren't there. Um, but could you imagine being a U.S. fan and you go to, Oh man, here comes the world cup. It's coming up. Well, that's kind of the way that Panama feels right now. Right. I, I think that they feel that like your team, you know, you're going to turn on, world cup and your team's not there and it is disappointing it's it's horrible for the team um it does kind of put a big damper on your culture like it it, it's hard to kind of bring that soccer culture back up and we saw what happened it it caused a gap year um like no other jordan and it really i mean some of those players that were seen as legendary kind of fizzled out you're kind of like man that like what could have been right like it, it like christian pulisic if we didn't qualify this time, I mean, he goes down as one of the, the – I mean, he's supposed to be the captain. He goes down as maybe a, a very average player for the U.S. men's national team because you're looking at him and going, that's two times, dude. <laughs> like, that's two times you've been on this team and really have had an impact on the team and you still couldn't do it. And I think that weighed on him. Um, but, again, it it was it was very cool. Uh, the atmosphere was fantastic. I hope that kind of gives Orlando a, a foot up and maybe getting – a host city here for uh, the world cup coming up um, in 2026. But yeah, I don't know. Overall. I mean, like you said, like, were you, were you watching that last night, Jordan going, Oh my gosh. Like I now have a month or what, well, you know, it's not a month, but I'm like, I now have a world cup to watch where like my team is going to be in the freaking world cup. And it's just like that feeling just gets you like juiced. I, I don't know. There's no way to explain how it makes you feel as a country, but it, it does. It's it's something that unites this country in a time where everything seems so divided. And I think that's kind of what's cool about it. So I'm a, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm not excited where it is, but I'm excited to, to kind of see how it all comes together. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that was definitely something that, uh, you know, kind of hit me. And as we were texting about it too, right, of um, – the uh that this is i can now go get my panini stickers when they come out (laughs) right like right because i mean i i collected them even when we weren't in it but it's just something different when it's your team in it you know um and being able to uh to do that and be able to go out there and get something uh like the uh panini stickers that you know the last time i was able to collect them that had u.s players on it was uh the 2014 world cup and then also Mm -hmm. the 2016 copa america had some but you know that was 
you know, just one of those things that is kind of like an essential thing that I usually like to collect around the World Cup. And 2018 didn't feel the same. You know, I'm opening up packs and there's no no American player for me to to kind of look at, you know, and see how how it goes. But uh, at, at this rate, at least, we're we're close. I don't want to jump the gun still, but, you know, it is close enough right it's like you can taste it like it like i guess how would you explain this in other sports so other people would get it like it would be it would be it's like the if you were up three one in a series and you were and you were going into the ninth inning with like a six run lead <laughs> like that, that's how it feels like it, it feels like six goals is a lot of goals and for us to not score like it would be it would be a failure of drastic proportions that it would be, it probably would go down as like one of the worst sports collapses anybody's ever seen. Like that's how bad it would have to be. Like you would really have to do that. So yes, it's hard not to be like, we're going, we're doing it. But it's also like, isn't that bad as U.S. men's national team fans were sitting here going, you know, <laughs> worse things have happened. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, look, I think Costa Rica's only scored 11 goals. Yeah. Or something like that. They have not scored a lot of goals. So it's really not going to probably be that, that much of an issue. Yeah. They scored 11, 11 goals in 11 matches, 13 matches. I think the worst we've lost there before is four, nothing. Yeah. Which is close. That's close to. That's close to. That's so little scary. Nothing. Yeah. Thanks, Jordan. <laughs> but um, we're probably if they have to rest their guys for that, and if we're gonna s- probably sit back and counter, which we've done pretty well over the last couple of matches. Like our possession has been brutal. Our defense is good. Yep. Oh yeah, like we're an anchor, and I don't know if Stefan will play. So maybe that's a benefit because he looked awful. <laughs> like right. maybe Horvath gets a start here, um, which honestly I'm if he or Sean Johnson at this point, I'm like, dude, either one of them at this point. And I think Greg does give them a shot maybe. So, cause Stefan didn't look right. Like Stefan, even when he got, even when he wasn't playing well, he was still hurt. Like he looked very uh, rough. So I don't know. Do you throw, how do you throw Horvath in? Like, is that a, is that something you do? Or you throw a not healthy step in and goal? That's a good question. Uh, for me, I, I think I, I'd probably be fine with it. Stefan scared the crap out of me. Right. These past two games, really. And um, Do you think Matt Turner's number one, like in your mind now that you've seen this? Because this has been two windows now where Zach. I don't know looks. though, because the the issue with Matt Turner is if he goes in the summer to Arsenal like he's yeah. supposed to, yeah. he's going to be on the bench. I mean, it, it's really going to be a game time decision. But I, I think I think Stefan is Greg's guy. Mm-hmm. They've played together before, so I think that is probably going to be the starter. Um, but Stefan as a whole really just scared me with some of his, um, coming coming out to get the ball. It was terrifying. That one that they put across Jordan, 
the one that it was like a cross that he put across and he came out and he almost didn't get to it. It was like, he'd mistimed it. And it was like, what mm-hmm. is he doing? And then he kind of like fumbled it and he was like, where'd he go? Ah. But it's the same stuff. He does at city. It's the exact same thing. I've seen it. It's in those cup games. He looks so like he's, he's second guessing. It's what he's doing. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't think he's confident enough to do it. So he hesitates. And that split second of hesitation. Like I, I just, it feels like that's going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. Stefan just makes me nervous. I don't know. I don't know what it is about it, but and he's always been that way. Like I, I don't think yeah. this is something that's just developed because he's a backup. I just think he's kind of shaky in the back at times. There's also some moments where they're playing it back to him to kick it out mm-hmm. of the back that were just so, so nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. When you're like. What are we like? Just get rid of it, especially yeah. when we're only up like two nothing or one nothing. Because at that point, the momentum can change <laughs> at any time. And then, of course, what I wanted to do is not give up a goal. It was almost a perfect match, Logan. Yeah, no, it would have been so much better. I mean, we'd had then we'd have the seven point per seven goal cushion, um, which it sounds crazy, but the more goals, the merrier. And, and you're right, when we gave that up, it was just like. And the, probably the problem is, is like he, his hesitancy makes the defense hesitant at times because I think the center backs are like, are you going to come get this? Or are you not going to come? What are you doing? Um, but then I think it's distribution too. Like I think Greg expects him to be like Ederson. Like Greg almost expects like whatever he's learned from Ederson will be, you know, he's that kind of distributing goalkeeper. There's nobody in the world like Ederson. So it's like, why, why would you try to make this guy into something he's really not? I mean, he really isn't that great at distributing passes. A lot of his are to the side and they kind of come off his foot weird, um, which has never been thrilling. But again, I guess we'll figure it out and hopefully he plays a little bit better. Yeah, there's one what near at the very far end, far yeah. right of the box yeah. that he hits all the way across to a player in the left side of the box. Yeah. That was scary. I thought the, I thought the Panamanian player was going to just yeah. run and pick that up. Uh, overall, Look, it's as good as you can get, right? I mean, I guess as good as you could get would have been five nothing, mm-hmm. right? So, so to have that goal, just because it would have been them needing seven goals to move on for Costa Rica, now it's six. Mm-hmm. Again, you should be fine. Uh, you know, with them having the the yellow card issue. Also, if you get it, if you get a red card in the next game, the next game or the playoff, you miss the the World Cup. Yeah. Like the first game of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they'll be us, playing conservative. For us, it would be if you get a red, from what I read, if you get a red card in the next game, that transfers over to your next international match of mm-hmm. FIFA competitions. So that'd be the first game of the World Cup. Mm-hmm. And the uh, if you get a red card in the playoff. So if they get a, if Costa Rica gets a red card, they would miss the playoff game but they would still be able to play the first game of the world cup. But if mm-hmm. we, w- you know, move on to finish third or second, then we would only, then they would miss the first game of the world cup. So that's how, yeah. that's how it works out. Yeah. Um, we play Costa Rica nine Oh five and you can watch it on Paramount plus Universo or Peacock. Peacock would have the Spanish broadcast. Mm-hmm. Um, nine Oh five. Uh, and then 905 is Mexico versus El Salvador. 
and Panama versus Canada. All of those games at 9.05. Canada has clinched their ticket to the uh, to the World Cup. First time since 1986. So congratulations, Canadian friends. Um, I've been rooting for you to get to a World Cup for a while. I remember when D. Rosario played for them and I was like, ah, man. Dwayne Dero needs to get to a World Cup. Unfortunately, they couldn't get there at that time. But this this Canadian squad, Logan, is just fantastic. Alfonso Davies, Jonathan Rosario. Um, you've got guys like that. You've got guys – I'm, like, blanking on names now all of a sudden. Uh, Tyjon Buchanan, um, the very talented roster. Richie Laraya. Kyle like it, Aaron. Yeah, Kyle Aaron. Like, they're just stacked and, and unbelievable um, – talent and depth uh, attacking options for days. Um, the Jonathan David one's really fun to watch just because I think that he really is somebody that could get on a really hot streak and just take you through kind of like when you remember when Van Persie went on that streak with the Netherlands and was scoring, yeah. it was like a Superman goal that he had scored in that header. Um, he, it was like he and iron Robin went nuts and like all it takes in a world cup is that like, it takes that one person to just kind of go on this spree. Um, and you can really do a lot of crazy things in the World Cup. So, But like you said, Jordan, I mean, it, it's really cool to see Canada and the U.S. Um, for those that are not serious followers of World Cup um, and don't really know how it works, we can't play each other in the group stages. So um, we can root our little hearts out for Canada um, and hope that they kind of get through to the next round out of their groups. Um, so I think the only the only region that's allowed to play each other, I think there's two per year uh, or like two teams from Europe per group. Um, that can get through it. I think there's 13 total. I was looking at it today, just like trying to understand the draw. But from what I from what I gather, you can't score somebody in your same region unless you're European. So it'll be cool to see yeah. Canada play against other teams. And hopefully, I think it'd be fun for them to get a group of death because I think they're, they're a talented bunch that could maybe keep up with some of those teams. So I think it, they're formidable, man. I'm telling you, I think Canada's got, if they can stay healthy, they've got a good chance to make a nice little run as well. Um, I think they've kind of got that round of 16 and uh, in sight, just like the U.S. does. So hopefully, all fingers crossed, we all play well and stay healthy. Staying healthy is a big key. And as we said, the draw is on Friday. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe they're playing on an FS1 or one of these uh, channels. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find an article about it. They played an ad for it during the game, but I cannot, for the life of me, find it on their site. I think it's on Paramount. No, it would be Fox because they have the FIFA oh. World Cup rights. Yeah. Oh, that's right. But from what I see is that uh, it's a, it should be on one of the Fox channels or on their website. 11.30, I think they're doing... A preview show, uh, but the actual draw, when I looked it up, it says 12 o'clock. Now, of course, remember, FIFA takes their sweet time mm -hmm. on these award shows and uh, draws and stuff, so I'm not sure how long that's actually going to take. I'm trying to um, make sure I time my lunch appropriately on Friday so I can sit back and, and watch these uh, watch these World Cup draws. Um, but I'm really excited. This is when the World Cup gets real. You know, this yeah. is when you're like, okay, we're actually, we got a group. We can look at groups and start predicting and projecting how it's going to look. Um, 
Jordan and I have decided to do a 32-team preview, and we're going to start it now. And we're going to go all the way <laughs> up until we're going to cover all their qualifying games, go game by game. Oh, geez, that'd be too much. But we are going to do some sort of preview. It'd be fun to do a group preview. How about that? Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Like a group preview. Yeah. Um, closer to the World Cup, building up to um, – maybe we could start it like in the month building up to it. Yeah, that'd be good. Get hyped. Because if you do what, there's eight groups. You could do we could do two groups a week and just two episodes a week of building up to um the the World Cup. Yeah. Look at that. Live on air, figuring this out. Yeah. Uh, how it's gonna work. Yeah. It looks Jordan like it's going to be on Telemundo. Yes, really well they weird. should have it too. They should have it too, yep. Because uh Telemundo and Universo and NBC, all them, they own the Spanish rights to the World Cup. Uh, but I'm not so, seeing like a, I don't know, I'm not seeing like a U.S. broadcast. I wouldn't be shocked if it's on like a website. I know it's on Sky that's Sports. What I'm, that's what I'm thinking. I wonder if it's on Fox's website. I'm trying to find it uh, so I can record it on my DVR, but if not, it looks like I might NBC, have to. NBC Sports says it's only on Telemundo, so it might be one of those things. Well, NBC Sports wants to drive yeah. you to telemundo because they own it that's true this one says youtube oh it might be on youtube as well yeah oh i'm sure there's some sort of youtube for it that'd be good yeah but yeah you're right it's like got no they had a commercial for it during the show i really let me see if i can scrub and and find it on youtube tv because i recorded the game you know um, so I can rewatch it at another point because it's a fun game. Let's see. Library. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, going through the guide, maybe? You might be able to find it. Sports. That's MLS. Okay. Events. It's weird how they have this thing sectioned out sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like on YouTube TV. Like some things are listed as events, some things are listed as sports. Right. It's like trying to figure out which. What is which is which? All right, so there's U.S. versus Panama. Where's halftime? It was definitely on halftime that I saw this ad. Here we go. Got it. You got it. World, yeah, World Cup final draw for the 2022 FIFA World Cup Qatar is going to be on Fox Sports Plus, FS1, Universo, Telemundo. All right, so it will be on yeah. FS1, huh? Nice. Yeah, I couldn't scroll through. YouTube I just like searched it. TV. That's what I've been searching. Yeah, um, like, hold up. YouTube TV. I've been searching on like the schedule, and I cannot find it yet. And I've and it took a it would take a long time to scroll. You know mm-hmm. the way that I was looking to um, scroll over to Friday. Yeah. I only got as far as Tuesday, I think, and I was yeah. like, I cannot keep scrolling right now. This is killer. All right, cool. So it's on their website and FS1. Mm-hmm. All right, you know who's leading us to glory on Wednesday? On Wednesday, I have a feeling I know, but I don't know, Jordan. Who would be? It is like the phenom guy, right? He's like the LeBron James of soccer. <laughs> uh, 
I didn't know LeBron James of soccer. Yeah. For whoever that might be. <laughs> In our hearts, it's Christian Pulisic, it and he will lead us to glory on Wednesday. Uh, do you have any predictions on if uh, they're actually going to go for this? Um, kind of sit back and counter, and do you think they can win? They have never won in Costa Rica for qualifier. You know what's funny? I was thinking about this today. I'm like, I feel like a one nil draw or a one nil win for the U.S. is coming. Like, I feel like this is a time when Greg could like put in some of these guys and go, you know what? Now's your time, right? Like, seriously, think about this. The guys that are on the bench, guys like Jordan Morris, um, guys like Para, Paul Ariel, De La Torre, um, maybe guys like Pepe. Like, this might be a time where Greg looks at them and goes, all right, guys, Aaron Long, this is your time to prove that you belong in the World Cup roster, right? Like, we are on the doorstep, probably getting into the World Cup, 99.9% chance. This is your time to look at, you know, this game as a a precursor to what could come, right? Because there might be some times in the group stages where these guys are going to be relied upon. Um, And I think this might be a good instance to kind of drive those guys and say, hey, this is it, man. Like, this is your time to prove that you belong in this World Cup roster because it's coming up quickly. And and the only thing we'll have left after this is really just, you know, some of these games where we're playing friendlies or is it gold? Which one? Of the, isn't there a cup coming up? I think it's like the one of the CONCACAF. Uh, Nations League. Nations League. Again, that's what right? it is. Yeah. So I don't know. This is a good time to prove one last meaningful game in qualifying. And then Jordan, you know, it's wild. There won't be another meaningful international game played on u.s soil until after the 22 or right at the 2026 world cup for the yep. u.s men's national team that'll be wild it is crazy yeah. yeah and then we don't know how qualifying is going to look for yeah. after that because 2026 is expanding mm-hmm. to 48 teams anyway so if they are going to <laughs> if they're going to um like if they're going to uh, have it still at 48 teams, which they probably will for 2030, mm-hmm. we may not even need this qualification method where I don't know what they'll do. I mean, how many CONCACAF teams make it? All right. Well, maybe the whole hex, uh, maybe the whole octagon makes it right. I, I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's something um, that we have to figure out still, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, But let's take a quick moment for the game of the week preview as we switch back over to MLS. It's time for the match of the week preview. All right. Uh, So starting Saturday at 3.30, Chicago faces off against Dallas. That is on Univision, TUDN, and Twitter. Cincinnati versus Montreal at 4 o'clock at TQL Stadium. Toronto versus NYCFC at four o'clock. Crew versus Nashville on uh, at six o'clock. DC versus Atlanta at a seven thirty. Uh, Revs versus New York Red Bull at seven thirty. Orlando versus LAFC as their brutal stretch continues. Uh, Philadelphia versus Charlotte at seven thirty at Subaru Park. San Jose versus Austin at seven thirty. Miami versus Houston at 8 o'clock. Minnesota versus Seattle at 8 o'clock. Vancouver versus SKC at 8 o'clock. And Colorado Rapids versus RSL at 9 o'clock. And then on Sunday, one game, Portland versus LA Galaxy at 4.30 on FS1. 
and then we have Champions League starting uh, that Wednesday the sixth. But we'll uh, we'll talk about that next time. Did you want to pick a game out of these? Uh, we won't pick one for Sunday, obviously, because it's already yeah. there. But you can pick any game from Saturday or Sunday that you think is intriguing. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go Orlando LAFC. Um, playing at Exploria, so Orlando has a chance. Sit fourth currently in the table. LA uh, sits first in the West. I think that's got a, a, a I think it's got, um, you know, the abilities to be a, a top game on Saturday. I think it's got uh, some goals in it. I think you're going to see um, a full roster for both teams because guys are coming back off the break. Facundo Torres back with uh, Orlando. Um, you got Chicho uh, coming over from LAFC to play. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm really excited to see just how LAFC and Orlando stack up against one another. I think LAFC's um, so far shown that they can be a title contender. If they can keep that pace up, then it should be a pretty interesting game. But I'm looking forward to any time that a Western Conference team comes over and plays in Orlando just because I think it. we've got the advantage in the way that the weather is. I think we've got an advantage in the fact that our, our stadium seems to pack these kind of games. So, I don't know, it would be a pretty fun to, game to watch. I think that there's uh, – I'm going to say that there's a, a lot of goals. I'm going to say there's like a 3-2 or a 3-3 or something like that. I'm going to go lots of goals, lots of fun, um, fast-paced game. We'll see how that kind of pans out for me because Orlando has been pretty solid defensively. So I guess we'll see. That'd be fun. Um, I am going to go with – I was tempted to pick Union Charlotte, but since you just picked your team, I think I'm <laughs> going to go with uh, something else. I think I am actually really intrigued by Crew versus Nashville. Uh, kind of Nashville maybe being able to get right after mm-hmm. a little bit of a stumble in the West and pick up some points against an Eastern team that they've uh, played a few times and kind of are more familiar with. Yeah, that was the that was the other one I was debating on. I was like, okay, I don't know, but I really wanted to do the LA game, so it was. Mm. Trying to convince her to go. <laughs> I mean, crew are crew are in eighth, uh, second place with eight points, so it's not going to be like an easy matchup for Nashville. But Nashville has slipped as far as twelfth place after a pretty good start. That uh, they're going to have to try to get it right. So that's my pick for match of the week preview, and we will start. Oh, we're starting the night drive, man. Um. So, yeah, Friday, maybe a short preview on World Cup draw. Yeah, definitely. We could probably talk real quick about Costa Rica game. I don't think there will be too much action to really talk about there. Yeah. Um, that way, the next episode on Monday could just be focused solely on MLS, I think. Would be Sounds good. good. Had some U.S. Open Cup games happen, too. That was a lot of fun watching those games, but uh, maybe we'll dive in a little bit more to that next week. Yeah. Um, as we get ready for their next games uh, next week. So that's probably the best time to preview that. But yeah, thanks for uh, listening. I hope everyone enjoyed. I hope all the U.S. men's national team fans are sleeping a little easier. Maybe they're uh, just keeping people's names out of their mouths and enjoying a night drive. Enjoying a night drive and gonna take it easy uh if you want to give us a follow it's on at stateside show on pretty much every platform twitter instagram facebook etc 
and we will catch you all Friday for a World Cup draw. Nothing witty? Okay. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know if you were waiting on me. I mean, I can come up with something, but I'm sure it'll go disastrously well. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got one for you, Jordan. How about this okay. one? Um, if, if Christian Pulisic's still around James soccer, we got to find the MJ of soccer because then we can have the nice debate of who's better, MJ or Lerone? Well, the MJ is Landon Donovan right now, buddy. All right. Well, there you go, fans. <laughs> debate now it you all know. you want. Now you know. Landon Donovan's better than Christian Pulisic. <laughs> it's true. Tomorrow, throwing his body in. It's going to fall for Ibrahimovic. Oh, come on. Come on. Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the U.S. men's national team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL. This is Stateside Soccer Show presented by Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.